Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for this opportunity to preach the Word of God. Holy Spirit, tonight, a powerful and a mighty anointing of the Holy Ghost. Please reveal to us what you have for us as believers what you have for us as a church. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated around the church tonight. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Worship the Lord tonight. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Flow in the anointing of the Holy Ghost tonight. The book of Psalms. The 31st chapter. I want us to look at verse 11. Actually, it's Psalm 30, verse 11. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Tonight... We're going to be looking at the spiritual significance of the change of garments. Throughout the Bible, there are many occasions where one's garments were changed. And each of the ones that we're going to talk about tonight, and probably some that were not, has a deep spiritual significance to it. Let's start in Genesis chapter 3. We know what happens at the beginning of the third chapter of Genesis. We know that Eve is tempted of the devil and she gives in and she takes of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and eats of it. We know that Adam, he takes of the same fruit and he eats of it. And their eyes, according to Scripture, were open to the point that they were naked. And for the first time, they seek clothing. 
The closest thing must have been fig leaves. And immediately they started to clothe themselves with fig leaves. When the presence of the Lord, the Lord himself begins to go through the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, they hide themselves. Why? Because they knew they were naked. Sin will make you naked. Not necessarily in a natural sense, but definitely in a spiritual sense. It will take away what you have. And it will leave you with nothing. Maybe what you can find on your own will cover you, but ultimately the answer to that is, no, you won't. Sin takes what you have, and what you can do cannot hide the shame that comes with the sin taking away what you have. The Lord came, and he dealt with Adam and Eve. It is what happens toward the end of the chapter I want us to pay attention to. God in his infinite mercy still had mercy on Adam and Eve. Even though they had sinned. Even though they had fell short of the glory of God. These two, naked because of the shame of sin, trying to use fig leaves, their own effort, to cover their nakedness. Yet what does God do? He sheds the blood of an animal, and He provides the first change of raiment in the Bible. Changing the works of Adam and Eve, the fig leaves, for the animal skins that he provided. There is two ways to look at this. One, which would make a great sermon, is about the blood sacrifice that God made for Adam and Eve. But in the context of this message tonight, I want us to look at a God who took away the shame of the nakedness of Adam and Eve and gave them a covering to hide their shame. You see, when sin came, Adam and Eve, they were ashamed because what they had was gone. They tried to use their own ability to cover that shame, but it did not work. Yet God, in His infinite mercy, what did He do? He took their shame and He covered it. You see, no matter what we do, God could have struck lightning on Adam and Eve at that point and ended it. Why didn't God do this? Because God still had mercy on them. And the mercy of God led Him to cover their shame And a moment when they deserved to be in shame. Look at what our Jesus did. Our Jesus, he went to the cross. Why? Because we, each and every one of us,
We are in the shame of sin. This sin that took everything away from us. Now Jesus goes to the cross, sheds His blood. Why? To turn our mourning into dancing. To take our sackcloth. Our own ability to try to hide our shame. And He, on the cross, took care of it, giving us something new. Being clothed with righteousness. The shame of our sin covered by Jesus. Just like God covered the shame of Adam and Eve. Or Jesus. He covers our shame as well. With a new raiment. The garment of righteousness. Which covers the sin that once so easily beset us. Are we still here tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. I want us to move a little further. In the book of Genesis, we know in chapter 24 that Abraham decides to find a wife for his son Isaac. He did not want his son marrying one of the women in the Holy Land. The women there were not too holy at that point. He sent his servant Eleazar to find him a wife. When Eleazar is there, he prays, Lord, lead me to the correct woman for my master's son to marry. And the Lord at that moment began to work. And he began to lead Eleazar to Rebekah, the woman whom Isaac would marry. Now in those days, there were still negotiations that had to be done between the two parties before their children got married. Eleazar, his negotiation was pretty simple. This is of the Lord. And Rebecca's father and her brother came to the same conclusion as well. This is of the Lord. Now, if you read the Bible, hopefully all you do, women who are unmarried have one set of clothes. When they get married, their garments change from the garments of being a single woman to the garments of being a married woman. Why am I mentioning this? In the book of Genesis, chapter 24, verse 53. After the father of Rebekah and her brother agree with Eleazar, the servant of Abraham, regarding the marriage of Rebekah and Isaac, we read the following. Genesis, chapter 24, verse 53. Where it said, And the servant, Eleazar, brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave to her brother and her mother precious things. I want us to look at just what happened there. Rebekah's garments are changing. She no longer wears the garment 
of one who is unmarried, one who is single. Even though she has not yet met Isaac, it would be a good long while till she meets him. But the garments change. Why? Because she is now betrothed to someone else, Isaac. The days of her wearing the old clothes of being single is over. She is now betrothed to one Isaac. Listen to what we are saying. When we believe in the Christ across the resurrection, we become betrothed to Jesus. We now belong to Him. Are we together on this? Let's keep looking at this tonight. In the book of Genesis, chapter 37, many of us are familiar with this. Joseph, he was given a coat of many colors by his father. He was the pride and joy of Jacob. He was also the one whom his ten older brothers looked down on. They did not like the man at all. Thought he was trouble. So what did they do? When Joseph came to check on his brothers, they took him and they were going to sell him into Egypt into bondage. One of the first things they did was the following. In the book of Genesis 37, verse 43, And it came to pass, when Joseph was come unto his brethren, that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. They took the coat off of Joseph. In their mind, that coat made Joseph special. And they wanted to end this once and for all. Joseph was not going to be Lord and Master over them. They would be Lord and Master. So what happens? They take the coat off of him. They throw him in the pit and they sell him into slavery. Now the coat that once defined Joseph, he is now changed. He is now what? The garment of slavery. Of being owned by another. What happens? When Joseph arrives in Egypt, he becomes the servant of one Potiphar. Now in the clothes of a slave. That is, until he was accused of a crime he didn't commit. Then his clothes of a slave became the clothes of a prisoner. It looks like Joseph is falling and falling and falling further down from the man who wore the coat of many colors to now being in the jail wearing the clothes of a prisoner, the worst of the worst in the way of clothing. But it now identifies his status from highly favored to slave to jailbird. That is... Until God decided it was time to raise him up. When the dreams came to the Pharaoh. 
And when the servant remembered, you know what? The butler. There's this guy in prison that can interpret dreams. What do we see? We see Genesis 41.14. And Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. And they brought him out hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself and changed his raiment and went unto Pharaoh. So here is Joseph. Originally the coat of many colors. But his brethren took that away from him took him into slavery where he wore the slave clothes. Then replaced by the jail clothes. That is, until God raised them up. You see tonight, the world will try to take away what you have. They'll try to crush you. They'll take away your favor. They'll sell you into slavery. They'll cast you into prison. They will make you low and low and low, trying to crush you in a spiritual sense. But God raised up Joseph. And what did he do? He took him out of those old jail clothes. And he put him into the clothes of the governor of Egypt. You see, mankind can try to crush a man of God. But God will raise him up. God took the sackcloth and turned it into the clothes of gladness. Are we still here? Yet he goes even further. Now Joseph is the governor of Egypt. Guess who he gets to face in the middle of the drought? His brothers. Eventually, all 11 of his brothers are standing in front of him. At that moment, Joseph could have fell on them with the worst type of punishment available. Because it's revenge. I'm the governor now. I can take my revenge. But when Joseph revealed himself to his brethren, what did he do? Genesis 45:22. To all of them, his brothers, he gave each man changes of raiment. But to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. Why is this important? Because the one who had received favor from the Lord, the change from the prisoner to the governor, is now changing the raiment of his brothers, but not to the raiment of jail, not to the raiment a bondage, and not to the raiment of revenge. No. He was taking them out of the clothing of those who had been going through hard times in the drought. 
the famine deeply affected Joseph's family. And what do we see here? Joseph raising up his family to a place of honor inside Egypt. The clothing change here, it represents the raising up, not just of Joseph, but the raising up of his brethren in their hour of need. For Joseph, he can say, those were the garments of reconciliation and restoration. The family was restored. But also, he can say for the brothers, it's going to turn out to be the garment of forgiveness. Of Joseph forgiving them, and let me say, them forgiving Joseph as well. You see, this is a complete change. The brothers, the guilt, the torment, it's going to be changed. Their mourning is going to be turned into gladness. Are we still here? Now we know the general flow of what happens next. After Joseph dies, after all the brethren die, Israel begins to multiply in the land of Egypt. And eventually the Egyptians, they start to feel threatened by the Israelites. And what did they do? They put them into bondage and slavery. Now the garments that they once had, the ones given by the Joseph by the brothers, the tribes. They have been changed for the garments of slavery and bondage. These were not the greatest of things in the world. They were borderline rags. The clothing of servants. They prayed unto the Lord and God sent Moses. We know about the ten plagues, especially that last one. What was the last plague? The Passover, the redemption of Israel from Egyptian bondage. But before the children of Israel went into their houses on the night of the Passover, the Lord had Moses tell the people to do what? To borrow of the Egyptians silver and gold and jewels and raiment. Think on this. You can understand, knowing the flow of the Bible, this silver the gold, the jewels, all of this is going to be used for the building of the tabernacle. But what about the raiment? Why did God tell the children of Israel to ask for raiment? And why did the Egyptians give this raiment 
to the children of Israel? Answer. Because God was going to change their clothing of slavery and bondage with the clothing of freedom and restoration. When Israel left Egypt, they did not leave in the clothes of bondage. No way. They all now have a new set of clothes. The clothes of freedom. A freedom that comes by no longer being a slave, but being the chosen of the Lord. You see, when we were in the world, you can say we were in the clothing of bondage. But the Lord changed that clothing, the clothing of bondage. And now we are clothed in righteousness. Just like Israel left with new raiment, new garments. The old being left behind in Egypt. Each of them wearing a new set of clothes. Which represents their new freedom. We as the believers in Jesus... The Lord has changed our sackcloth for the garments of gladness, the robe of righteousness. Are you getting this tonight? The Lord, in each of these cases we've seen up to this point, He has taken the old and replaced it with the new. The old is gone. The new comes into effect. Are we still here tonight? Let's keep going. I want us to look at the book of Esther for a moment. In the book of Esther, we see Esther rising from nowhere, literally, to become the queen of all per the most powerful first lady in all the empire, the queen. And yes, we could talk about her change from being a commoner and now wearing the garments of a queen and the crown. But that's not the one I want to pay attention to. For Esther had an uncle named Mordecai. And Mordecai... He made sure his favorite niece, whom he raised like a daughter, was always taken care of. And when she became the queen, he sat in the gate of the palace at all times, proud of Esther, his daughter, the girl he raised up to be his own. Now she is the queen. Then he heard about what Haman, the governor of the empire, was going to do. How he was going to exterminate all the Jews out of the empire. Mostly because of his disgust and dislike of Haman. Now what happened? 
The moment Mordecai hears about this, the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 4. When Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes and went out in the midst of the city and cried with a loud and bitter cry. Mordecai, when he hears about this, it becomes a situation of mourning, and not just because of him. He knows what's going to befall each and every one of his countrymen. That the Jews were going to face a severe persecution. Eventually, he does get word to Esther. He set the line. Maybe God raised you for such a time as this. But during this time, Mordecai was in the clothing of mourning. And he had a reason to mourn. Because the situation was bad. And it looked like nothing could be done. But then the Lord begins to move. Mordecai, he received something he was not expecting. The king, he remembered after reading the records that Mordecai did something to save his life from a rebellion so the king asked Haman, what should we do for this Mordecai? Actually, he didn't mention the word Mordecai at first. He just left it open-ended. And part of Haman's answer was a new set of royal robes that looked the part of an honored person. Now, Haman thought this was going to go to him. No. The king lowered the boom. The change of garment that came from the king through the dread enemy of Mordecai with the sackcloth becomes the clothes of royalty. Understand something. This miracle that they're waiting for has not yet happened. But what do we see? The beginning of the miracle. When God begins to raise up His own. Why? This is going to be a sign to Mordecai that the Lord has turned the situation around. You see, when the Lord begins to turn the situation around, the days of sackcloth and ashes will come to an end. They will be gone. And they will be replaced by royal robes. Toward the end of the book, 
after the deliverance of the Lord comes. We see Mordecai raised up to be the governor of the Persian Empire, replacing the man who wanted him dead. In Esther 8, verse 15, And Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white, and with a great crown of gold, and with a garment of fine linen and purple. And the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. What do we see here with Haman? We see the sackcloth gone. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a time for sackcloth. There is a time for seeking the Lord. Are we together on this? I would imagine that Joseph sought the Lord with all his heart when he was a slave and when he was in prison. And I'll even go as far as saying his brothers. When the drought was hitting the land, they were seeking the Lord as well. But what happened? Those which were in the garments of mourning, the garment of a slave, the garment of a prisoner, a garment of one who was hungry. These who were in mourning, God looked on them, had mercy, and changed their position. No longer being in mourning, but being raised up to being gladness. We can say this about the children of Israel. How God took their sackcloth, their old slave clothes, got rid of them, and gave them instead the garment of righteousness, the garment of gladness. We saw with Mordecai, The exact same thing. Sackcloth. Was it appropriate for him to wear sackcloth when he did? Absolutely. It was a time of mourning. It was a time of seeking the Lord. But there comes a time when the days of mourning end. And when... Do those days of mourning end when God begins to raise a person up from where they were to where He wants them to be? Joseph permanently lost the garments of jail and slavery. And he spent the rest of his life in the royal robes of a governor. His brothers, they lost the garments of hunger. And now we're in the garments of honor and respect. The Lord had raised them up. The children of Israel, when they left Egypt, He had raised them up to be freed men who experienced the freedom and liberty and not the bondage. Even Mordecai, the exact same thing. God 
raised him up from the sackcloth and brought deliverance not just to him, but to all Israel who trusted in the Lord. Believers in Jesus. I want us to look at ourselves like these that we just saw toward the end of the sermon here. The Josephs, the Mordecais. Did Joseph and Mordecai really do anything to deserve what happened to them? No, they did not. They did not deserve the slavery or the death sentence that was over Mordecai's head. I mean, Mordecai, he knew they were building a gallow especially for him to hang himself. He knew this was coming. Did they deserve this? No. But understand something. The line of Mordecai. We were raised up for such a time as this. God raised up Joseph at the right time. He raised up Mordecai at the right time. He turned their mourning into dancing. He took off their sackcloth and girded them with righteousness. Believers in Jesus tonight. This is where we're going to bring this message to a close. There are many of us who have been in sackcloth long enough. The period of mourning about things that have gone wrong. About the change from being in the good garments, even the garments of the world, only for them to disappear, to to be replaced by sackcloth. A period of mourning. A period of sorrow. David, who wrote this verse according to the headline at the dedication of his house. No doubt David was remembering the cave he was in in the middle of the wilderness and now how God had raised him up to the palace in Jerusalem. The change from mourning in sackcloth To dancing and gladness. Believers in Jesus tonight. Our time of sackcloth and mourning are coming to an end. I should be shouted down right here. Our period of sackcloth and mourning are coming to an end. Now is the time for the Lord to put upon us the garment of praise, the garment of gladness, the garment of freedom, the garment of deliverance. This is the end of of the period of mourning 
And this is the beginning of the new, of what God has for us. No doubt, Joseph Mordecai, they had no clue what was going to happen to him next. But God brought them through the period of mourning, the period of sackcloth, and brought them to the place of victory and gladness and righteousness and celebration. Tonight is a night of celebration. Tonight is a night to start looking forward with victory. The days of sackcloth are over. The day of mourning is over. Lift up those heads. For the Lord has given us a victory. He has given us a gladness that will replace the sackcloth that once defined us. Tonight, as we lift our hands and praise the Lord, we are going to end this period of mourning and move on into the freedom and the victory that the Lord has for us. Let's stand across the church, lift up our hands, and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus, we thank you for tonight and your word.